Hey everyone, welcome to the Psych Sideshow Podcast. We made this podcast to develop our curiosity and yours. And we imagine ourselves as keen experimentalists when researching and implementing protocols. And hope you can imagine yourself as that as well. Our thoughts and views are aligned with the knowledge of an undergraduate student and it's not meant to be taken as professional advice in any sense. But join us chaotic beings in this journey of self-discovery as long as it is in a safe and informed manner. We We hope hope you enjoy enjoy this episode. Okay, before we move on to today's episode, just wanted to warn everybody about the audio quality of today's episode. Um, It is a bit airy and also you might sense a bit of space and distance from it. But I will have you guys informed that we've actually invested on new mics, better quality mics. So, yeah, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Psych Sideshow Podcast. This is me, Lucian. And this is Neha. And today we're going to be talking about something very interesting, motivation and... Yeah, um, I think. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think this is something really important because I know personally this is something I struggle with trying to be motivated all the time and making sure I'm doing everything I need to do. I don't know. How do you feel? I just think, yeah, this is something we think about a lot. I don't know if it's because. I'm just an overthinker, or I love the ideas. Yeah, I am too. Striving <laughs> for perfection. But Shout outs to the overthinkers out there. Let's go. <laughs> but yeah, it's just a really interesting topic for <laughs> me. And reward circuits and just having awareness of those, I think that could really help us tap into parts of ourselves that we didn't know we had potential for. Yeah, and uh, we've done a little bit of research uh, individually, and hopefully we give you a few tips maybe you could try out, <laughs> and maybe if it helps, that'll be good, but if it doesn't, that's all right too. We, it's all a learning process. Yeah. Alrighty, so do you want to talk about your thing first? My thing? Yeah. Okay, sorry. Yeah, I do like training a lot, and at the moment it's on what time I used to go for a run, but right now it's consistently between 7 to 8 a.m., which I am pretty happy with. Um, not to jinx myself, but um, yeah, 5Ks every day. Yeah, that, that's so impressive. <laughs> Been I wish working. I could do 5Ks every day. Like, it's a jogging pace, but I think my heart yeah, rate's getting still, better. So yeah, I think heart rate training, 5Ks, and it's a good goal to have. Leaves me open for the day that's ahead of me. Like, it gets me excited, uh, in a good mood. I smile a lot more if I go on a run. Really? <laughs> for the day. Well, a little callback to the last episode. It's probably also because of that sunlight. The sun? Yeah. yeah 100%. Super, sunlight. Uh, oh. And yeah, oh my God, the sun has been out, but Sydney weather's been beautiful. So I did have to say, like, big shout out to Sydney weather. <laughs> Super charismatic nucleus. That's, oh, you remember, yeah. That's what is that being activated when you get that sweet sunlight in the end. Sweet, sweet sunlight. Yeah. Well, <laughs> running beautiful sunlight sunrise and living in yeah, the how, east like as someone who finds stuff like that a little bit harder like doing regular exercise every day yeah what do you do to like keep yourself motivated well so interesting thing our ideas of motivation are so different from what i've read and what i've coming what i'm coming to realize of late because i used to think that 
what makes me happy should surely make everybody else happy. Doing the same things would definitely make you feel better. But that's so not true. Like, everybody's idea of what gets them happy or what gets them motivated to do something is so different. So in this book, The Law of Running, which I'm reading, I skipped most of the biological parts and I think I'll eventually get to it when my mind wants to. Um, but I was interested in like how to implement habits. And over here for the novice runner, they talk about analyzing your motivation and discipline as the first step to what you want to achieve. I think this can apply to anything in life, not just running, but I th it would over time it would generalize into other aspects of your life, I think, the discipline of running itself or any discipline that you have. Um, yeah, what does that involve? Yes, sorry, coming to the point. <laughs> um, so it's five steps. I'll just summarize it and then I can go into detail. Um, the first step is goal setting. Second is shaping. Third is reinforcement control. Fifth is stimulus control. Sixth is associated and dissociative strategies. And then you've got coping thoughts. Um, so I'll go one by one. Yeah, you can go one by one. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's easier. Goal setting is it's kind of self-explanatory. So it's just you set a goal uh, in terms of what you want to achieve. Um, I would suggest or recommend that this be a goal that you are more inclined to partake in. Some people are more goal-oriented and some people are more process-orientated, I think. like. So could that be kind of like... Because I was thinking, should you, I guess, for making a goal, should it be more of a long-term goal? Should yeah. it be a short-term goal? Should it be big? Should it be small? I think you need to have two aspects of it, personally. And I think that's the same thing that this also... Um, the book also states. So it's about setting achievable short-term goals in training. So you need to have specific training goals and then you also need to have a long-term race-specific goal if you do have any. It could also be a health-related goal if you're someone who wants to just start running or work out just for the benefit, health benefit part of it. Like, um, but I wouldn't say not not weight based or not anything that has outcome focused. Don't make it too outcome focused. I'd say make it more process focused. Um, so what I mean by short term goals and training yeah, is what does process focused mean? Like, should you like say for one day, oh, I want to run a K. Yeah, exactly. Or Start small. Like understand your own potential. Like you do, you you can't just if you're like not do a, a runner. Day by day. Yeah. Kind of. Okay. Just like keep that consistency, keep that with your yeah, everyday that's the life. Process kind of focus. All right, that's cool. Like, just make yourself a promise. Keep yourself accountable, and I think this ties down to the other podcasts on goal um, and motivation and reward. It's just on how um, if you, you, I think if you set a goal based on discipline and based on what makes you feel good, you're more likely to achieve it, and you're more likely to keep up with it. And if it's, just make sure it's within potential. Like, you can't, if you don't run, you can't just do, you can't just promise yourself to do 10-kilometer run runs every day. Yeah. You know, like, that's just <laughs> that's not rough. going to, yeah. <laughs> that's just torture, and I wouldn't, I can't do that myself, so. Um, but, yeah, start, start with walking. Like, if 
you don't like running, walk. Like, there's no pressure to make your heart suffer. You just get that sunlight, walk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's kind of what I'm doing at the moment. I actually like, yeah, because like last time I mentioned how I've been doing walks every morning and honestly, I've been feeling so much better get, once again getting that sweet sunlight. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. No, that's cool. That's, that's cool, Dean. Yeah, do you think you have any process? Do you do you kind of like resonate with that sort of like sh- short having both short term and long term goals? Yeah, I suppose I don't know if my long term I don't really know my long term goal for like my walks in the morning. I suppose because right now my short term goal is to get thirty minutes of walking time. Yeah, and uh, li- while listening to my audio book and then afterwards going home writing everything I remember. Also, yeah. cool little tip. If you're listening to audiobook that I found helpful, might be helpful to someone else, I don't know. <laughs> but while um, they were talking about, like, say, an interesting point or something I really wanted to remember, I just said it back to myself in my own head. Yeah. So, like, making, like, a proper note about it, putting in the effort rather than just listening. And I actually found it was a lot easier to, like, remember it later on. Which then, yeah, after my walks, I go home, I have a little booklet, and I just write everything I remember off, off my head. And if there's something I don't remember, I like just listen p- through that part again. Yeah. But, no, it, yeah. That really um, helps. I guess that's my short-term goal. Long-term goals, I think, honestly, is just, like, having a regular routine and being comfortable in a regular routine. Cause so you can expend energy on other things. Yeah, like exactly. Other, yeah. And also just getting myself up in the morning and, again, just having... Being used to that regular routine, because before I hated routines so much. Like, I could not <laughs> keep doing the same thing yeah. every day. I just get super sad. But I think I'm slowly starting to like it, which is good. I'm quite happy with it. I love that. Yeah, me too. I feel like I'm just realising how routines are kind of like an anchor object mm. to yourself. And... If you hold on to a routine, you are more likely not to lose yourself in other external situations that might steer you away from the present moment. It kind of reminds you <laughs> it kind of reminds you that every morning is a new beginning. And <laughs> going with that routine in the morning is beautiful because that's your reminder. Yeah, yes. and I think it definitely does make you more present, having some sort of routine. That you do by yourself, like, yeah, yeah without the reward associated by the end of it. Talk a bit louder. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's quiet. Shit, sorry. Um, nah, it's all right. Okay, no. and then I'll just speed through the next few steps. So that that's basically goal set. Oh, you don't have to speed through. And then we'll talk about shaping. Yeah, what is shaping? What does that mean? So shaping is when your target behavior is broken into smaller pieces. So for example, if I were if I am planning to go for a run in the morning and that's unusual for my personality to go for a run in the morning, like I'm not used to that being a habit, break it down. Keep your running clothes out within your visual field um, of perception. this I think this was quoted in Atomic Habits as well, yeah, another yeah, yeah. great book. Um, 
So yeah, within your visual field, keep your running shoes outside so you, you're reminded. Keep your socks out there. Count down from five to one, and you're out of the bed within the first count. <laughs> and that, yeah, I think that's the thing. Um, so, is shaping a lot about changing your environment, changing your environment to make your goals easier? Exactly. So, making it easier is because for a lot of people, if you don't see the things in front of you, it, you're probably going to be a bit lenient on yourself and not doing the thing itself. Because yeah, it's just, it's another barrier to you doing the thing that's potentially aversive because everybody who starts running, from what I know from my own experience, when I started running, I pushed myself too much, which is basically overtraining every day, too fast, too much pressure on the heart. But yeah, now it's just enjoying the process of running itself, sorry. And then, yeah, another example is allocating, saying, okay, 30 minutes every day I need to run or go for a walk, which you do with your walking thing. So, And that's worked really well for you. Yeah, it, has. it is working well as well. So, yeah, either time allocation, running with a group. I think a lot of people enjoy running with groups, and I think having that social aspect to running is very important for a lot of people. I enjoy both running in groups and running by myself because I have my podcast I haven't ran a lot without headphones or earphones, but I think I would like to eventually yeah. do that. Just run just for the whole sake of running. But I think I do recognize that I have beautiful settings and scenery around me. Like <laughs> if I wanted to go for a long run, I can literally run by the beach. Yeah. And that's the most beautiful view early in the morning. You get the sunrise for you. And, yeah, I think that's... So, yeah, just ex exploration. Running is an explorative sport. is beautiful. And, yeah, just know yourself and your um, routine. I mean, your timing and when you feel most active, when you feel most strained. Like, if you are a person who gets tired by the afternoon, you're probably not going to want that cognitive load to start a new habit. You don't, you, yeah, you don't want to put that cognitive load on you. So you just, you're probably going to skip your run and say next day. So if you're, if you're the person who's really refreshed in the morning, just go for your run. Yeah, yeah. I mean, why am I talking from a run perspective? You can do anything you want to. Whatever gives you happiness, you should do that early in the morning, whenever you have energy, the most energy. Yeah. And then reinforcement control. So... I guess accountability partner or whoever like it's just controlling your reinforcement um, ideas of like where you get your reinforcement for running from some people find that having people to run with like having that social accountability aspect is reinforcement by itself you can also have people appreciating you for your runs and like what yeah. you do this and that um, I feel like these only work when you're starting out, but they don't after a point. So, but I'm assuming most people would have established and ha established a habit by the time these reinforcement schedules come into play. So, like, what could be some other reinforcements besides like having a running partner? Like, 
could you maybe say, uh, like, how... I know I keep coming back to the example of me walking in the morning. Yeah. But kind of how... Yes, I listen to an audiobook while I, while I run, and then at the end of it, I kind of get that reinforcement of, like, dopamine when I see myself memorising everything, and I go, like, damn, I can actually memorise more each time I go walking. And there is reasoning to it. Like, when you're outside, when you're partaking in physical activity, your your brain is much more active. Yeah, and you're, yeah, definitely. you're more likely to remember and retrieve more information whilst doing like I don't think you would remember I don't remember specific scientific words because I'm not familiar with those but I remember concepts much more clearly when I'm listening to a podcast whilst running yeah like rather than listening to something else like is reinforcement control can you also I guess also seeing your progress along the way is that also reinforcement control 100% 100%. a lot of people like going to gym yeah 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 I think the process of tracking itself for me I think it's the process of I think for me reinforcement is knowing that I'm capable of keeping up with the schedule and the discipline itself yeah yeah. and knowing that my body is benefiting from it yeah and keeping that in mind yeah, and one good one good habit in the morning, just like, I think it snowballs into your whole day having better choices and better decisions over throughout the day. Like, I think I've, I don't procrastinate as much as I used to. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Because before I promised myself I would do this every day, I would I'm still I would be I would still be physically active but I just wouldn't have planned out what I would do throughout the day That's like true. what I would yeah. start my day with but planning out how I'm starting my day has been so useful in terms of me making healthier choices and also waking up earlier you realize how much you have of the day and you get bored <laughs> so you want to like make things and be more organized because then yeah. you're like oh if i don't do anything i'm just going to be bored after my run <laughs> so, <laughs> exactly all right well that's just uh, i'm not sure this is favorite, but that was just for me 100 <laughs> percent. and i think i've been i've become better at like sleeping at a reasonable time rather than yeah. being on my phone my yeah. screen time's decreased by a significant amount i think that's good i mean I don't know if it's significant, statistically speaking, but I think in my mind it's significant. Yeah, you... All right, so what time do you wake up and what time do you uh, go to sleep? Right now, I wake up at around six... Between 6.30 and 7. And I sleep between 10 to 11. Yesterday, I slept at 12-ish. And then I slept at... And then I woke up and I slept again at 1, but... Yeah. Damn. Yeah, yeah, it's like... How many hours is that? 6.30... Six. Is that, six. Uh, yeah, no, probably got hours, six out. Sure. No, isn't it? Yeah, eight no, hours. Ten thirty from six thirty. Oh, usually, yeah. yeah usually yeah, yeah. ten thirty to six thirty. Yeah, not last night. Yeah, not last yeah. But yeah, I think that's okay. So yeah, you're yeah, meant to have good. like a bit of yeah. fluctuation. Um, yeah, that's true. That's true. You know, there's this there's this term in the fitness community that says you need to confuse your muscles. <laughs> what does that mean? This yeah. is like a very TikTok slang. <laughs> oh, of course. But it's like sometimes you need to confuse your muscles so that they don't get used to one single particular stationary mo- movement, because then your progress wouldn't be as 
exponential as ah, they usually are and they everything's meant to stagnate after a point if like yeah, in yeah. a graph i think the graph of life so even say, the dopamine you, you're probably going to get like a stagnation curve yeah yeah, yeah but that's like, fair. yeah but say like would like maybe walking one day running one day and then jogging one day would that kind of be enough change to like make it exponential <laughs> yeah i think so it's really interesting how that works Right. It's a bit of like, I think this is very typical in science to have contradictory information everywhere you go. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> There's always like, everything's a double-edged sword in, in a way. <laughs> All right, so we got, you You get your goals, you shape your environment to help you with those goals. Yeah. And then you also find reinforcement, which is like other people or just tracking your progress. Yeah. What's the next one? So shaping and next one, stimulus control. Shaping and stimulus control are very similar. Mm. So it's stimulus control is basically making the build up to this task easier. So it's more specific to making everything easier into reducing the cognitive load. So what, what does that involve? It's the same thing as, like, putting your clothes aside. Um, oh. And if you're a busy person if, and if you've planned to put your – planned to do your run after work, you can have your running clothes in the car and get changed right after work and start running. Or yeah, so it's kind of more like the first shaping is, like, kind of the beginning stages. Yeah, so shaping like, is like, okay, I'm going to run it this time today. And it's just having that time – set out like you it's a non-negotiable yeah and then like, also having that that environmental change as well yeah. and then later on uh after the reinforcement control maybe you continue that shaping of your environment your environment and your schedule yeah and making it a more ingrained thing into your life 100 percent. maybe even identity but that's like psychology <laughs> exactly but you need to go through those phases to like dissociate from your goals completely and then just make it your habit like it just gets so ingrained that you um, you just understand it's something that you have to do it's the same thing as i have to get my morning coffee so you what if you just change that i have to get my morning run in yeah yeah, like it's just changing of changing of those ideologies in self yeah, that's cool. Explanations or whatever. Next one's really interesting. It's very psychological, but it's psychology-based yeah, as well. Like. <laughs> so it's associative and dissociative strategies. Mm. So what they argue is that there are two different strategies that people actually start exercising. And they say people, more experienced runners or more experienced whatever, if more experienced university students or, yeah, if you've partook in a particular schedule long enough, you are bound to dissociate. And I think I would That's true. attribute yeah. that to having more cognitive energy, like more mental energy. Is that a good thing to dissociate though? Or do you want to kind of stop that from happening? Like I, I, know, think, I know okay. it's inevitable, but do you kind of want to do different things so it doesn't get to that point? How does it I work? personally think I want that stimulation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, I know the other side where once I don't have a routine, how chaotic it can be. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, like, the mind is just... My mind's everywhere if there's no routine in yeah, the morning. Yeah. 
So, but you know how habits work. Like once you establish it, you've got more time to for to, to doing other things. Yeah, that's true. So it's just it's just making time for it and making it non-negotiable. So it's like less mental energy. It's not as much as a drag. It becomes more, I guess. Like I said before, it's kind of a weird way to look at it. But I want my heart rate to be 158 beats per minute <laughs> with a 630 kilometer, 630 per kilometer pace. Ah, cool. And all right, so what, so... Okay, so associative yeah. is when, like, you are actively focusing on your body movements whilst you're running. All right, like so, a type of meditation almost. Exactly. So, um, I think... This is what they recommend for people who are getting into exercise or running itself. Um, I personally think, for me, if you're someone who's more prone to anxiety and going outside for a run is hard, what really helped me is having earphones in and dissociating (laughs) and not thinking about any anxious thoughts and just having this one thing that uh, you can anchor yeah, to. Yeah, like a point of focus. Yeah. That you like, yeah, again, a sort of meditation where you like have a point of focus and you're just being in that moment, but not being like, not being in a moment where, hard to explain, isn't it? Because <laughs> you're kind of being in the moment, but you're kind of not. Like you're it's, being in the moment that you're focusing on one single thing. Yeah, 100%. But you're also... If, say, if you're, like, anxious going out for whatever reason, um, you don't have to feel anxious about maybe people around you or something like that. Yeah, so I it's basically a distraction stimuli. But you don't want to disassociate too much if there's <laughs> roads around. Oh, my God. Okay, no kidding. Yesterday while I was running, I did not know how I got where I went. I was like, I usually take the same route, the road I take. For my 5Ks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden I found myself on the different side of the park. And I was like, this was not meant to happen. Did, when did <laughs> I take the turn? And I just realized I completely dissociated and took the wrong turn. Your brain and now <laughs> that was just so confusing. And I was like, shit, I need to, like, which, is, which has made me realize, like, I need to probably put more thought into my form <laughs> um but i think running's really helped with anxiety and things like that in terms oh, of awesome. just like getting out smiling at random people yeah, yeah, yeah i think yeah it's a slow i guess build up and also it makes yeah. you more confident as well i could guess even just exercise by itself exactly. makes you more confident yeah running and also doing things like working retail hospitality or like any customer centric job like yeah, yeah, yeah. Challenging yourself, exposure therapy, basically. And, like, again, baby steps. Like, me, personally, I'm a very introverted person. Mm -hmm. I get tired very quickly when I'm with other people. So, making those little steps that just kind of, like, oh, maybe I'll have, like, a group meet-up one week. Yeah. And then making it little by little. I don't know if it's anxiety or if I just get tired. <laughs> it's one of those two, but yeah, just some people are more prone to being drained. In yeah, yeah, yeah. Situations. Just, just having like those little goals and just building up. Yeah. I get, yeah, like like a lot of habits. It all starts with the little stuff, and don't stress too much about it if you don't immediately make the goals that you want. Maybe that just means maybe you need to make a smaller goal. Or something like yeah, that. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, don't be too stressed about it, but like, yeah, make little progress along the way. 
just enjoy the process. Yeah, just exactly. Like, enjoy Tomorrow the I'm going to do this because it makes me feel fucking good. Even if it's just waking up in the morning, give yourself a pat on the back because you're fucking... I'm, shit, I'm swearing in the podcast. No, that's all right. Okay. <laughs> you can. Yeah, so basically, even if you wake up in the morning, that's a great achievement. Like, I think everybody needs to give themselves a pat on the back just for waking up. <laughs> like... Yeah. Yeah, and just understanding that maybe if you are feeling nervous about something, um, having that, I guess, mindset of if I sure I feel bad now, but if I if I do push myself through it, I'll be making myself a, like a better person afterwards. Exactly. Yeah, because that's how I look at a lot of things. Like, if I'm finding something really hard, I go like, all right, all right, I just have to do it. <laughs> And, and then, I know that these little steps are going to slowly make me into, A, the person I want to be and just huh. a better person in general. Kind of like being more focused, being more, yeah, just having, making my brain happy. I love that. Yes. Slay. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, honestly, do you think you're more of an associative learner or a dissociative learner when you're trying to implement new habits? Oh, definitely associative. I yeah. hate disassociating. Yeah. Like, I like that feeling of not knowing what's going on around you. I, I just get really, that makes me really anxious. Yeah, okay. So yeah. I like actually being in the present moment, making sure that I know exactly what I'm doing having that focus more like physical yeah i guess like listening to my heartbeat or just seeing where i'm walking stuff like that mm. so i guess it's yeah like it's, it's different so for subjective yeah exactly so, which is interesting which is why i would say just establish what kind of a learner you are and what works for you and not everybody needs a fitness goal to be honest like it can also be goals related to yeah of course what gives you happiness like if you want to make more art and you think you've got great creativity like make time for it like you don't want to give up on hobbies that you think you're good at yeah of course um and even if you're not good at it in the beginning exactly like, just keep doing it because it's therapeutic yeah exactly and like everyone's gonna suck at something in the beginning you're meant to suck at yeah everything. exactly and just seeing that progress that you suck a bit less every day <laughs> is like fantastic you know <laughs> i mean you wouldn't see the progress in like day two but you will over time yeah. which is why i think um another thing that this book really quotes on with the goal setting part is to motivate yourself have a logbook or somewhere where you log in um, kind of like a self-accountability journal. Yeah, yeah, a, a progress tracker. Yeah, so the progress can... It doesn't have to be physical, fitness-related or anything like that, but it can just be, went on a run today, feel great. I love your mood thing that you talked about last oh, week. Oh, yeah, yeah. You yeah, can like, have a mood rating scale. Yeah, so yeah. basically I have, like, a piece of paper on my door that I just, like, glue-tacked on there. Fuck, yeah. And every day I kind of wake up, maybe, like... When I feel like it's right in the day that I go like, all right, I think this is kind of the peak that I'm feeling today. Mm. I kind of write, the first number is my energy out of 10 and my second number is my mood out of 10. Yeah. And um, you can you can really see the days that you're really bad. So you can kind of see, oh yeah, and I also have like a little key section next to it and I, it's like one letter. So what I do is like W is like, oh, I walk today. Or S, oh no, I did a tick, means like, oh, I've studied two hours today. 
and seeing if that correlates with my next day's happiness and energy levels. Oh, it's so beautiful. Like, yeah. honestly, if you could transfer that onto an Excel sheet, like, we should make, like, a journal. I mean, kind of like a notebook with those ratings and put it onto an Excel sheet and make graphs out of it <laughs> by the end of the year and you'll be like... These many days I was like this. These many days I was like that. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. And over time, if you do that for 30 years, you're basically your own experiment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, maybe. At the moment, I'm just focusing on the paper. I'm not look, I'm not, I'm not stressing out too much about it. And ha- again, having that... <laughs> Small. Yeah, also um, changing my environment. Having the piece of paper literally in front of my door so I can't... <laughs> I can't miss it when I need to go into my room and I go like, oh yeah, it just takes two seconds to write two numbers. Yeah. Or like, yeah, or like a little like W or something like that. It takes like literal five seconds maybe, tops. 100%. So yeah, well, I guess I learned a bit from you <laughs> changing no, the environment. <laughs> I'll, 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 we're learning so much about each other. Like yeah, I think exactly. I think I'm more consistent now. And the last one's just oh, yeah, coping. Last one. Yeah, last one's just coping <laughs> thoughts. So it's just... Sometimes, yes, you want to be self... What do you call that? My mind's not minding today. But self-deprecated thoughts are bound to come in. Uh, You would be saying, oh, this is so shit. I'm unfit. Yeah, Yeah. I'm unfit. I hate running, this and that. Um, You can walk. Like, honestly, no one's watching you. You can just literally... If running's too hectic, start walking. Walking's the best therapy ever. Um, no, that's too running centric. I think this is for anything and everything. Coping thoughts, <laughs> negative schemas, and positive schemas, right? Yeah, there's so, schemas. <laughs> yeah. So it's just, just there's there's another thing on fitness which has worked for me. I don't know if it's it works for everybody, um, but it's where you. Once you start the process and you've got like a specific amount of time or distance you want to run, once you start, you wouldn't stop till you finish that goal. Yeah, that's true. So, like, like once you start, I actually wanted to bring something out, but I'll do it afterwards when you. No, bring it, bring it. So that's that. Yeah, that's about it. So that's how, like, yes, negative thoughts are meant to come in. Take it easy. Do what you're capable of doing. There's no pressure for you to follow anybody else. and yeah. But just do it. <laughs> like, just yeah. just get out there <laughs> and just do it. And just finish your 30 minutes. It doesn't matter what you do, but just finish that 30 minutes you set aside for it. Yeah, exactly. And compare yourself to the person you were yesterday, not to someone else. Exactly. That's always really important. That's a very important thing. All right, topic. so just to go through them. Yeah. So goal setting. Yes. Uh, uh, we like long uh, long term goals, but we also like progress goals, which and are very just specific, very specific, short term, easy things. And if they're too hard, maybe make them even easier. Yeah, based on your capacity. Yeah, exactly. And then shaping is like the beginning stages of like maybe changing your environment or having that time that you put in your schedule, going like, all right, this is a non negotiable. I got to do it this day. Um, and then we have the reinforcement control, whatever makes you happy about what you're doing, you know, yeah. if it, if tracking your progress makes you happy, fantastic. Yeah. And if, if running with other people, running with friends makes you happy. Yes. Yes. I exactly. personally love sometimes Sunday runs 
donuts. Sunday <laughs> lunch lead to donuts and croissants and coffee. So yeah, that's like that's a good way to go for a yeah, long yeah, run. Yeah. So well, you do, you don't want too much reward, but we'll yeah, talk about yeah, that. we'll, we'll talk about that when you're talking. Yeah. So yeah, just try and find something that you find that is reinforcing your running or habit or whatever it is every day. Yeah. And then we have the stimulus control. That's basically setting yeah. your environment up for a fucking good day. Yeah, exactly. That's like a more advanced like shaping, basically. Yeah. Making it a, like a part of you, like a part of your routine, having being ready every morning, really ingraining in your day-to-day life. And then the associated and dissociative tasks. Strategies. Strategies. Yeah. To, of like doing, yeah, running... Whatever works for you. If you're an associative learner, go for it there. You're basically associating every part of your body into the run. You're very aware of what's how you're moving. Or you could also be a dissociative learner where you just like to put your headphones on, listen to something else, but running is kind of like a second nature thing that you're partaking in. Yeah, yeah. So that's basically like advanced conditioning, basically. Perfect. And then, of course, coping thoughts. Yes. Yeah, so coping thoughts is... Um, don't worry about negative thoughts and positive thoughts. Just finish what you set out to do. doesn't matter what you do within those. Yeah, but it doesn't mean that you have to sleep in. Yeah, was like, yeah, yeah. But, like, just get out. <laughs> just yeah, even if... Go know. to the environment that you wanted to do it in yeah, yeah, and yeah. just do something that doesn't require what you did before that yeah just try and think of something that'll make your habit a little bit easier that yeah. day like say if you're really having negative thoughts and you go like oh i'm just finding it really hard today maybe just make that habit a little bit easier for yourself like say for studying maybe every day you do 30 minutes of study like in little blocks or even yeah. an hour maybe just do it for like 10 minutes maybe i'll like, just start do 50 words in yeah exactly just just little, little things. Just if it's really hard that day, that's understandable. We all have our bad days. I'm sure we can all relate to that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, that's super interesting. All right, so. That uh, was like too much tips. Um, and also, this is very subjective, so don't hold me. I'm the one who's doing so. Okay, and it's very subjective, so. Um, but it's based on this book and this research. I think it was like 19-something. 1990s or something so it's bound to be updated but i think some of my ideas and experiments on myself are also influenced by podcasts that i'll listen to which are very recent (laughs) like obviously um we're not scientists yet yeah uh we're just uni students but like i guess we're all just kind of experimenting see what works for us and we're just seeing what works for us and maybe if it helps you that's that's awesome like i love that yeah if we can help some people that that would be like i, I would be ecstatic honestly. and also i think there's like a very niche university crowd that loves talking about dopamine, dopamine. Mean, yeah, <laughs> and like yeah. discipline and like schedule and fitness like when yeah, i talk exactly. to someone who's like fuck i love working out like doing this body oh it's an upper body day oh <laughs> It's a low yeah. oh, but it's just day. like yeah, it's beautiful. Uh, I can't relate to that community. <laughs> you literally had a chest day. You one day, one day. <laughs> no, you're the bouldering one. Yeah, I'm more of a bouldering. And also, you you things. you love routine and discipline, so we bond over that. Uh, yeah, a little bit. I'm getting I'm getting into my routine slowly, slowly, yeah. <laughs> slowly. I'm getting talking. there. I'm getting yeah. there. Anyway, uh, something I wanted to okay, talk yes. about. Uh, so I've been listening to this guy, Adam Grant, and mm. he also has a book, uh, I think it's called Doing Hard Things or something. Yeah. I haven't read it, but 
Uh, I've listened to his podcast, yeah. and he's actually is 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 kind of is really interesting. He I believe he like trains Olympic athletes Ooh. and everything, and he just seems like a really cool guy. But basically, he was talking about this thing that I've been trying to like again implement into my own life. Uh, it's called activation energy. So yeah. basically, uh, when you wake up, sometimes things take a lot of activation energy. Like say again, if you're feeling really negative that day. And it's just taking a lot of energy just to get out of bed. Um, a good way to think about it is that, of course, our brain loves to take the path of least resistance. <laughs> so say if you're having a really hard day that day, you should really... He was saying how you should talk to yourself and say, am I just tired and I really need a break? Like physically tired and need a break? Because if you are, then obviously the healthy thing is to have a break that mm-hmm. day. Or are you just trying to stop yourself um, because you don't feel like it? Like, you feel yourself kind of holding yourself back, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I guess that's just kind of, like, a good thing to think about. Also, thinking, again, um, if I do go on this run, even though I don't want to, is that going to improve my life? Yeah. Yeah, like, think of it almost like that. Like, oh, if I go on this run or walk or whatever... Uh, even if it's a little bit easier than usual, then I will still be striving towards my goals at the end of the day and I'll be being the person I want to be. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, yeah, I love that. Activation energy. Yeah, and like kind of seeing things like, oh, some things take a lot of activation energy, some things take a less activation energy. And when you are having those hard times, uh, asking yourself, oh, is this something I need to take like account for? Like, oh, I need a break. Or is it just something kind of holding yourself back from being, I guess, towards your goals that you want to be the person you want to be? You know? And how do you know if, how can you differentiate between you actually needing a break and you just wanting a sleep in day? Uh, again, just, I guess, being phys- like, what's it called? Uh, acknowledging your physical elements. I guess you could say. I don't know, it's a weird word. Like heart rate, stress, cortisol levels. (laughs) Yeah, say if you're like really sore or just say uh, if you're burnt out from studying or something because I've been burnt out so many times and I usually just push through it and it never ends well, honestly. (laughs) Bad mood. Yeah, bad mood, no sleep, just anything that will like signal like physical tiredness basically something like that and another cool thing uh i listen to and i think you listen to it as well uh of course our man huberman (laughs) (laughs) i I feel like eventually he needs to do an interview with us i don't think i don't think we'll get there yet but not yet no not yet over the years who knows maybe one day maybe one day we'll (laughs) be his students (laughs) But anyway, um, he was talking about actually when you're doing a habit, having a, re- a reward straight after is actually not good. Oh, Because yes. then you don't associate the dopamine that you get from running itself and rather you're doing the activity or it doesn't have to be running, of course, but <laughs> just an example. Just ex- we're we're running. basically using running as an yeah, example. Yeah, we're using like, example for running umbrella for basically everything. Um, but you're not associating the dopamine with the physical activity of running your your brain is thinking hey i'll get a reward after this yeah which actually makes you less explorative and just 
less motivated to continue doing a habit if you're always thinking about the reward at the end. Because say, if one day you don't get the reward at the end, maybe your brain will go like, oh, well, I'm not getting any cool dopamine from this. Why why am I going to keep doing this? I'm going to make it harder for you. (laughs) (laughs) Like your baselines, I guess, like when you're starting the thing, when you're starting the process, your baseline dopamine's like expecting something already. You know, it's just basic classical conditioning. It's like, I'm not not classical instrumental it's just once you start the process of the habit you're just expecting the reward in the end yeah and then exactly once, so, so your dopamine's already up there as soon as you start it and then yeah, if you yeah, don't yeah. get it then it's just going to be so confused yeah like even when you're studying maybe um say you're studying doing your thing and you think oh i'm gonna get a reward after this that's gonna actually detract from your love from what you're actually studying because then your brain is only going to think about the reward so even just maybe delaying it at the end of the day or even the next day or something like that just delaying that reward i think would be a big help and continue that that just that normal dopamine activation when you're doing an activity you love yeah because uh he was actually talking about a study about oh what was it monkeys (laughs) (laughs) monkeys (laughs) 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 right i believe they um had like a classroom full of children and they basically half the classroom was um given a reward afterwards and then kind of seeing their progress like say oh yeah so basically they would read a book on the by themselves right so they'd read a book and go like, oh, you know, I'm just naturally curious about this book. Yeah. But the thing is, they found that if you give a reward straight after something that they just love doing by themselves, again, that association of, oh, I'm only doing it for the reward starts to like integrate yourself in your mind. Those neural connections are like, oh, you're going to get a reward after this rather than just, oh, no, I just like, en- I just enjoy the like activity by itself. Yeah. I, I resonate with that. A really interesting concept that we're also learning is reward devaluation in university. Like, Like, there's this concept of having um, a devaluation of reward. I think this is a very popular rat study where, so you've got like time interval schedules where you test, right? Time interval schedules where you test rats, right? Where they press a lever and then you get the pellet, food pellet or whatever. On different conditions of rats, you've got starved rats and rats who are dopamine deficient or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so reward devaluation would, once it's a habit, I think this was literally discussed today, so I don't remember the results off of my head but I just think it's a very interesting topic and I would assume that if you devalue the lever press the habit from the reward yeah, yeah, then yeah. you would stop doing the habit by itself yeah, yeah, yeah. so I think that makes sense in terms of why human says don't but I think I also do it I do that for studying in terms of like giving yourself a reward afterwards my idea of reward is well, if I study during the day, then I can go out at night. But if I don't, then I'm going to punish myself by not going out at night because I'll have to study. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess having study as like a non-negotiable would be my thing. Yeah, but then 
Yeah, almost like, I feel like if you punish yourself, though, you're almost associating study with a negative... An aversive outcome. Yeah, an aversive outcome. So maybe next time you won't want to study because straight after... But also... But I don't know. This is just theories. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. This is just based on personal feeling and experience. But also, I guess, it's not like social activity gives you that much of a big spike in dopamine. I think the dopamine comes from... Social activity, yeah. I think it gives you a good... It does. serotonin. Serotonin, oxytocin. Oxytocin. I don't know. I wish. I just wish I had a neurotransmitter radar inside my brain to show. Okay, I'm high in dopamine right now. Like, how can I? How can I modulate and mediate between these two stages of dopamine and serotonin? A cool like Black Mirror episode, having like a a neurotransmitter radar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, you implant a device in your brain. And then it's an app on your phone. You can just see what chemicals you have. Oh my god! That would be that so gets cool. me so excited. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like the future is so exciting now. Yeah, Black Mirror, come on, hire us already. We'll, we'll, we'll write a perfect episode. For we you. will. Like, okay, listen, right, have you, you write. Seen the new you Black write. Mirror? Honestly, like, no, wait, the what? new Black Mirror episodes do not feel like Black Mirror at all. Really? Like, is just, it like going down in quality or? No, it's not. It's not going down in quality. It just doesn't feel like Black Mirror. Like it's not like about the future anymore. It's just about almost sci-fi stuff. It's Ooh, weird. Yeah. Well, not not even sci-fi. It's like a bit fantasy, and <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. I don't know. I, I I didn't like the. I didn't care for the new episodes. Honestly, Lucian, I swear. I feel like there's right now there's research going on on how to just read your neurotransmitters yeah, in your brain. Yeah, right. we, we, we got to get on it after we this need podcast. To. Yes, we <laughs> right <have> now. <laughs> sure, now that's so interesting. Yeah, it is. Why do... Just having an idea like that. Yeah. Um, anyway, another cool thing I thought, because hmm. I think a good idea to have is that you shouldn't you shouldn't always feel bad about, say, if you didn't do something that day. 100%. Like, you should definitely look at things in a different angle. Like, something, another thing that uh, uh, Adam Grant said mm. was that, say, you catch yourself on your phone and you're, like, <laughs> scrolling through TikTok and you go, like, oh, darn, I just wasted a lot of time. Next time, maybe uh, when you catch yourself early scrolling in your phone... Rather than having, like, negative thoughts about yourself, saying, oh, what am I doing right now? I shouldn't be doing this. You should actually be happy when you catch yourself scrolling on TikTok because then you go, like, oh, this is, like, the ultimate cue just to do something else meaningful. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So, like, you shouldn't see things, like, attacking yourself for doing things that, like, like, this is just... An idea, maybe you could try out, maybe if it works, maybe if it doesn't, but I think it's an interesting idea, rather than just attacking yourself, say if mm. you do something bad, so again, scrolling on TikTok, <laughs> rather than going like, oh, what am I doing? Say, oh no, this is great, I've noticed myself that I'm scrolling on TikTok or social media or whatever, this is a perfect cue to like, oh, I should think about maybe doing something else right now. Yeah. Yeah, or say, I sleep in, I catch myself waking up, and I go like, oh, alright, i got to catch myself. I just slept in for a bit longer than I wanted to. Um, maybe this is the cue to actually, oh, okay, i got to start getting up rather than clicking that sneeze alarm a hundred yeah. times. Because I know I do that a lot too. Like, we're all human. <laughs> 100%. Yeah, and also, I, I don't know, this is just something interesting I wanted to ask. 
Um, again, scrolling through TikTok, it's actually called like filler time. Fill, yeah. So like filler time is kind of like things you do to fill the time when you don't want to do something. Does that <laughs> make sense? Sounds like procrastination. Yeah, procrastinating, basically. but it's basically like doing something like a filler. Well, mm. what kind of fillers do you have, would you say? I think scrolling through my phone. Um, I sometimes feel like I was brought up by my phone more than I was by my environment. <laughs> like I grew. <laughs> it's not a dark thought. It's just it's just how it is. Like it depends how you look at it. <laughs> I literally grew up. Like I think I don't know how. I feel like over the years we'll learn this through more research. But we're a generation where we grew up with phones yeah, during with our developmental years. Yeah, like, during gonna... our crucial years where great matter is so important. Yeah. We grew up with a phone. Yeah, And true. phones are addictive. And the, the addictive part of the phone is so interesting to me because that's basically... Usually we look at dopamine and serotonin systems from a drug perspective, like yeah, because yeah, yeah. they directly influence these dopamine-bursting systems. But I do feel like over time, like especially now, we're, be- we're finally beginning to like teach ourselves how to hold ourselves back and accountable. That's things. Because, I feel like that's also because we're psychology students and we know... Yeah, maybe, but I think even more research coming up, like, people know that scrolling, like, people do feel bad if they scroll through TikTok or something and, like, realise time has, like, gone by. Yeah. Like, I think we're starting to finally figure out, and even though we did grow up with technology, maybe when we were younger we were technology fiends, that now maybe we actually are taking more accountability for ourselves when we're being older Mm. and, like, realising, oh, this does have... Um, implications if I do keep doing this over and over again. 100%. And like just searching for that information and that information coming up on news, <laughs> even though I think the news is like a bit exaggerated no, yeah, and like I just... a bit misinformation <laughs> every now and then. Like they twist I feel like everything's yeah. become corporate, so I just would be skeptical with every yeah. piece of information. Well, yeah, mate, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Even with science, um, this is kind of controversial like we can remove this um but even with science a lot of there was this big science psychology controversy where most of these research papers um these universities started producing papers of like replication studies which is basically replicated without no with no modification or anything like that but they were funded by these corporates and because and they didn't get significant results. Yeah, so exactly. they would yeah. manipulate the that. way they do the statistics yeah, to yeah, give yeah. a significant outcome. So and they also, can... have you heard of like universities that like get the peer reviews from the same university? Yeah. Yeah, and like yeah, it sounds bad. <laughs> so yeah, just I think every field in psychology has like a bunch of authors and writers who are reputable. Yeah, well yeah, yeah, yeah. So, as long as you go through those research papers and understand the methodology, which I'm understanding better, because during my year two, I would just skim through the results and discussion. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. this is a good enough research to use for my <laughs> research paper. But now I'm like, well, you need to like critically analyze yeah. if this is actually reliable, because their methods didn't do any modification that tested what that and. 
But even if you're not, say, a psychology or science student, just having an open mind, like, yeah. say, also just questioning yourself, does this logically check out, like, in my brain? Maybe talk to other people about it. Because, yeah. obviously, I believe talking to other people is the best way to keep yourself accountable for, like, <laughs> bad <laughs> ideas. Don't be scared if someone's arguing and they have a better argument. Than yeah, 100%. Like, obviously, keep an open mind. And it's all right to make mistakes and, like... Because I feel like if we focus too much always on the methods, then things are just going to be, like, draining. Like, I know it's an important thing and, like, it's a good thing to do with a lot of papers. Yeah. But say if it's just life-to-life information, like, things you just see, you don't always have to go into the nitty-gritty if, like, someone recruits, like, has a better argument than you again. Just, yeah, always keep an open mind about something. That's basically. I think science is just, like human existence like we're all self-correcting creatures. yeah like science, science it's never 100 percent in science yeah so it's always good to keep an open mind it's surprisingly so oh well i guess just something little uh sleep circling back into sleep no okay uh things i fill my time with oh <laughs> about <laughs> <Yes>. procrastination <laughs> yeah uh so i have a few weird ones so a lot of weird things i do is like I just go for a walk around my house. Like, I just start circling my living room. <laughs> and I, like, try and, like, organise things in my room differently. <laughs> Even though I go, like, oh, no, nah, I should be doing something else. <laughs> and um, also, of course, just talking to other people, like on, like, on messages when I go, like, oh, I really should be studying right now. <laughs> But even though I do say it's sometimes my friend's fault, like they just don't <laughs> want to stop talking. Nah, okay, I'm joking. I I, I, I could always why, say that's sometimes why a lot of the times these focus periods come up um, at night because no one's awake and you have nobody who can disturb you. Oh, uh, I have a lot of night owl friends, so uh, trust me, they're okay. all awake at at least two a.m. No, <laughs> it's true. It's true. I know, it's crazy, but yeah, that's just the last little fun thing I thought was fun. But yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. That's it for this one. Anyway, I I hope everyone enjoyed listening to Motivation and... Reward. Well, that's it for today, everybody. And if you do like the content that we post about, please do subscribe to this podcast and follow us on Instagram if you would like to. Thank you.